And somehow parents aren't uh, entitled to be a part of, of that conversation. Uh, they Exactly what it says here is parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. I mean, that seems crazy to me. It goes back to the question we asked at the start of the show, which is who do these kids belong to? Do they belong to the public school system in the state, or do they belong to their parents? I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this is another episode of Fact Check. Spring elections have never been more interesting. We see many concerned parents running for school boards, and statements from people in public education are revealing that they don't see parents' concerns as legitimate. In a recent episode, we talked about teachers' unions endorsing candidates and a top Wisconsin Democrat statement that parents who want to say in their child's education should just pay for private school or homeschool. The question we consider today is, do children belong to their parents or to the public schools? Bill, you received an email from a teacher. What did you find interesting about that particular email? Well, that's right, Jen. I I receive a lot of emails from people every day. And people can just imagine what, what's in some of those emails. Oh, I'm but, sure. <laughs> yeah, not everybody likes the Republican Party, or me for that matter, which is hard to believe. But but this email that I received really caught my eye because it was from a teacher in the La Crosse School District. And what she said was that uh, one of the uh, school board candidates who's representing parents' rights, a woman, had knocked on her door but uh, that she didn't have time to answer the door and talk to her. And uh, what I found interesting was in this very lengthy email, some of the statements that she made. And uh, one of the things that she said was that she would have been sure to tell the candidate that her positions are not only absurd, but absolutely terrifying. So it doesn't seem like she has a whole lot of respect for Uh, parents' viewpoints on some of the things that are being taught in school. She goes on to say, please look for some information on critical race theory beyond political news articles. You clearly do not understand what it is or its utility. Did she just admit that they're teaching CRT in lacrosse schools? It seems like she's implying that they do because she says it has utility. She's defending the concept of critical race theory, uh, which is odd because I heard the head of the La Crosse School District's teachers union, Havlicek, uh, on Wisdom say that they are not teaching CRT. So pretty interesting there. Uh, she wasn't done insulting uh, the woman who's running for La Crosse School Board, though. She went on to say, it's near hilarity that you are also opposed to anything related to equity in schools. Hmm. So equity, you know, I got to guess that most of our listeners don't have any idea what this woman means by equity. So I decided to go online. I went to George Washington University's website, and uh, this is what they said. Equality means each individual or group of people is given the same resources or opportunities. Equality recognizes that each person has different circumstances and allocates the exact resources and opportunities needed to reach, and here it is, an equal outcome. So making us all the same versus everybody has the same chance. Well, the idea here seems to be that somehow the government is going to know exactly what resources and opportunities a person needs, presumably 
because they're of a different race, right? So we know that critical race theory is telling black kids that, you know, they just don't really measure up is basically the message. And, you know, they're, they're systemic racism, so they need to have special advantages to succeed. I mean, of course, the obvious question is here, how, do we, how does the government know what the exact resources are and how do they allocate opportunities to these people? It's, uh, to me, it's kind of a ridiculous notion. We have 60 years of history of the federal government trying to fix social problems. And the biggest waste of money, in my opinion, has been Lyndon Johnson's Great Society program. That's where all of the modern-day welfare programs originated, and they have unintended consequences. So one of the things people are familiar with is if you're a single mom, you're entitled to all kinds, various kinds of support. You're entitled to child care, um, free uh free health care, all kinds of things. And the only thing that you can do to screw up the gravy train is to get married. Because if you get married, you lose all the benefits. Mm -hmm. So what's the unintended consequence of all this? The unintended consequence is the marriage rate has plummeted over the last 60 years in the United States. Um, So at any rate, she seems to think that that the government knows exactly how they're going to do things to fix all these problems. I sent this letter out to some of the local school board candidates and Chad Updike, who's a candidate in Holman, I thought he had a pretty good response. He said, they're teaching kids all these fantasy land ideas. Then the kids get out into the real world and they realize that everyone doesn't magically get the same outcomes simply because they were taught that they should. And we're bad people for simply pointing it out. Right. And, and that's that brings us to this strange situation we have here, where we've created this totally government, uh, taxpayer-funded uh, p- public industry, public ed- education, and these people don't seem to have any awareness of what it takes to succeed in the private sector. Just just because you think you can provide all these additional resources and opportunities doesn't ensure that a person's going to succeed. In fact, I would say uh, there's pretty good evidence uh, that when you provide people with these basic levels of subsistence, it, it results in exactly the opposite. People give up the opportunity to do better and settle for less. So, At least under the current system. I do think right. there is a place for helping people in need in our community. Absolutely. The, the question about all this is, is you know, what as a society can we ask of these people in return? Mm, right. Is, is this an open-ended uh, commitment that we make to people? Because everybody's going to agree there should be a, a social safety net. But the question becomes, what, what right does society have to say to that person, okay, there's some things that we expect from you in return for the fact that we're all helping you out? Maybe we expect that you're going to go back to school and you're going to learn something, maybe a trade that's going to allow you to improve your circumstances. Maybe uh, if you have drug problems, you know, we're going to say you need to get into some kind of treatment program and, you know, get off the drugs. And at some point, if you don't do that, you know, there might be consequences. But uh, another really interesting thing happened today. 
there's been a statement from a group of parental candidates in the Eau Claire School District that came out today. And uh, it was a training. There was a training for teachers in the Eau Claire School District, and uh, it had to do with gender identity. And the statement from the school district is, parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. That knowledge must be earned. So we're talking about kids who are likely going through puberty, who are discovering their sexuality, and now teachers are going to be talking to them about what their sexual orientation might be, what gender pronouns they want to use, and somehow parents aren't uh, entitled to be a part of, of that conversation. Uh, they Exactly what it says here is parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. I mean, that seems crazy to me. It goes back to the question we asked at the start of the show, which is who do these kids belong to? Do they belong to the public school system in the state, or do they belong to their parents? I think that those conversations need to start at home first. Absolutely. We're talking about uh, deeply personal uh, implications to these types of decisions. And uh, it just seems to me that, you know, we've reached a place here with our public education system where it's gone off the rails. They think our kids belong to them. And people better show up on April 5th and vote for candidates. They're going to stand up for parents' rights in our public schools. Absolutely. And that's not to say, Bill, I think it's important to note that there are a lot of great teachers out there. Teachers that feel passionately about the kids that are in their classrooms and about the process of helping them learn and grow. But There are also some hidden agendas within the school system right now that oftentimes isn't starting in the classroom. Absolutely. This all comes down from the superintendent of schools is where the curricula come down from. And the education establishment is pursuing these very radical uh, policies in teaching. And a lot of teachers don't agree with it. Uh, I have friends who are teachers, um, one who just recently retired, And he talked about how uncomfortable he felt with a lot of this stuff that was being pushed down on him as a teacher. So uh, absolutely, teachers are some of the most important people in our lives. I I can personally think about teachers that I had when I was in school who I remember, and no question, they helped shape the direction of my life. So impactful, and we can't thank our teachers enough. I would never have gone down the path of politics if it wasn't for my high school civics teacher. So that's who we have to blame? (laughs) That's Grace Gamerat, a Democrat, a hardcore Democrat, is to blame, but... But she didn't take uh, the side of just the Democrat Party. She invited politicians from both political parties to come in and talk to us. And we got to form our own opinions. And I think that's where we need to get back to. We need teachers to teach what needs teaching, which in La Crosse School District is English and math. We got one out of four students who tested proficient. We need to focus on getting back to teaching the basics. And we need to leave these types of teachings on identity to parents. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. And this was another episode of Fact Check. You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to this podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs>